Smart with another episode of Relationship Smart Women podcast. Feels like I have not been in here for a very long time. Yeah, um, how are you? How's things going? How are you coping with the ongoing nature of COVID-19 and quarantine and all that goes with that? I know here in Brisbane, we've kind of got things opening back up and going back to somewhat normal, but just down the coast in Melbourne, if you're in Melbourne, hi, uh, things are not going so well and they're back in quarantine. Things are closing right back up and I get the sense here that we're kind of aware that that could be us. It wouldn't take too much for um, for it to all close back down. It's very uncertain and unknown and it's a really strange time. I think it's really hard the longer this goes on to sustain uh, the energy and the empathy and the the caring for everyone who's going through tough times around you um, as well as yourself. Um, so it's really important that we look after ourselves and support ourselves. I'm into the idea of scaffolding. And scaffolding to me is like what you see on buildings. It's that extra support layer for the tricky parts of your life, the, the parts that seem to trigger you or trip you up and maybe just to get really conscious about what those parts are it could be feeling isolated it could be feeling anxious it could be a lack of routine it could be a lack of exercise and um or relationships and just thinking about maybe mindset or behaviors or support people that you could bring in to help you scaffold that area of your life which kind of brings us to what I wanted to chat about today which is this idea of self-regulation and why it is so important in your relationship in your primary intimate relationship so here goes (laughs) and I'm thinking this might be a two-part series and in this we'll talk about why self-regulation is important and the implications of having it or not having it and then in the next part we might talk more about the how the how to self-regulate what that's going to look like practically and maybe I'll do a little meditation-y type guided thing for you okay So basically, self-regulation is super important. Well, let's define it first. What is self-regulation? It's kind of the ability to calm, soothe yourself, to come back from being triggered to feeling uh, centered in yourself, to feeling okay, to feeling somewhere in your window of tolerance, not... uh, hyper-aroused and not hypo-aroused. So your ability to bring yourself back to, to normal, I suppose. And 
it's important because how able you are to self-regulate sort of dictates how you react and respond. And how you react and respond is going to dictate how your relationships feel. So it's pretty important, right? But I wanted to kind of point out the three most important things that can go wrong if we are unable to self-regulate. And maybe this is a point in time right here in this podcast for us to sort of check in with ourselves, maybe a hand on a heart, deep breath in, maybe just asking if there's some space to, to maybe improve this skill of self-regulation and whether that resonates internally for you without shaming yourself for, oh, my God, it's something I've done wrong, it's something I'm not good enough at, I should have already been doing this. Mm -mm. Just as a kind of like, you know what, this is an invitation So there's three main areas of relationship that fall apart when we're unable to self-regulate. And the first is the area of conflict, (laughs) as you can imagine. So without a capacity to self-regulate, conflict becomes really hard. And it tends to go in two ways. Either we avoid it because... We fear it, we're afraid of the added emotions, we're afraid of it going into something that I call the square of despair. (laughs) Um, Or we get too triggered, too emotional, and then we might get all our protective parts active and that will activate our partner's protective parts and before we know it, we're back in the square of despair and we're being mean Um, and, you know, it can be quite damaging for a relationship. The result of that can be that it becomes really difficult to discuss things, to discuss important things, important issues in your relationship, things like sex, finances, parenting, big decisions, and, you know, when they become too hard to discuss or come to a place of agreement or compromise on, they become problems, Um, stuck sticking points, gridlock points, um, big issues in your relationship. So if you can uh, self-regulate, it means that conflict becomes less of a problem because you're able to calm yourself down, you're able to be more self-aware and you're able to probably be a much better listener to kind of raise the bar on how conversations and discussions go so they don't feel quite so dangerous. The second area of a relationship that can go haywire when we are unable to self-regulate, is our attachment style. So without the capacity to self-regulate, it becomes very hard to have a secure attachment. And secure is the aim. Secure is where attachment 
feels good. Securely attached adults tend to be more satisfied in their relationships, says psychology today. And secure relationships, uh, the partners are able to offer support when their partner feels distressed and then go to their partner for comfort when they themselves feel troubled. This can be about anything. Um, The relationships tend to be honest, open, equal, with both people feeling independent yet loving towards each other. They're more autonomous, and autonomy is what makes stuff feel not just relationships, but pretty much life feels so good. It's like I have choice and options and freedom to be me. The other attachment styles that can be problematic are avoidant attachment styles, where style, which is when a partner can be really closed off, protective, walls up uh, when they're triggered, and the anxious attachment style which is constantly vigilant and worried about, are we okay, are we okay, are we okay, hypervigilant. If you want more information about attachment styles, I have a podcast about that, so look for that. And secure really means you can be comfortable when you're in really close proximity, when you're face-to-face, intimate, and you can feel safe there. But you can also feel safe when there's distance and separation. You're not going to presume it means it's over or um, get hypervigilant there. So you can imagine that if you're unable to self-regulate, you're more likely to uh, get triggered and by either closeness or distance and then uh, either put walls up or react um, in a way that's maybe not beneficial to the relationship. So secure is the aim and it's much, much easier to get to secure if you can self-regulate. The third is our capacity for intimacy. Because if you think about it, being intimate, which I believe is the feel-good factor, is that deep sense of being seen and known and loved and connected to another human that I feel like is probably one of the most, and I'm pretty sure science uh, backs this up, I just can't think of the, the stats and all that right now, but the most satisfying feeling of all. And one of the reasons we keep coming back to relationships Being truly intimate means sharing yourself, sharing your truth. But you can't actually share your truth if you can't self-regulate. And bear with me because this has been really evident with quite a few of my clients and couples that I've been seeing at the moment. One example was a woman who uh, there was there was a lot of uh, resentment but tension in her relationship as well and one of the issues was uh, she wasn't actually asking for her needs and then the resentment would build and she'd explode 
But often, and this is quite common, right? But often what's going on is she's not aware of her needs. People aren't aware of their needs. They don't really know what they want in the moment. They don't know what's going on. And on closer inspection, what often is happening is our protective parts have come in and blocked our knowing of ourself. Because knowing ourself, knowing our feelings, knowing our beliefs, knowing our opinions means we actually have to do something about it. And they've found safety in withholding, safety in not, not saying how they feel and what they want and all of that and just kind of going along with their partner or whoever. Their system's kind of made a decision probably at a very young age that this is the safest way to be, right? But what has happened over time is a kind of disconnect between their head and their heart and their body and sensation and knowing who they are and what they want and what they feel. And they can't really know themselves because they can't risk rejection. They can't risk shame. They can't risk being truly known for who they are, which means they can't be intimate. And this comes back to self-regulation as well. It, it, it comes back to unraveling and untangling some of these patterns and beliefs, of course, which comes back to self-regulation because we need to be able to calm ourselves and still share, even though it's scary. And that is intimacy. And to be taking that risk and to be held and known and loved is the ultimate, right? But to do that, we need to be able to be centred and grounded and stable enough within ourselves. So that was a very long-winded way of saying our inability to self-regulate very much impacts our ability to be truly intimate and to get that deep satisfaction of intimacy. So I don't know if that has spoken to you and triggered you if it has it's okay honey hand on heart little turn towards self maybe just checking in seeing the part that's triggered and saying I get it it's pretty scary it feels safer to not have this information maybe but maybe around that is a kind of knowing that you might be ready. And the path to being better at self-regulating is, is not a scary path. It's scaffolding around something that feels uncomfortable. So it doesn't have to be scary and it can start with really, really tiny baby steps. It's going to be okay. So what we're going to do in the next episode is the how to 
of self-regulation and what that might look like. And I also just want to make the point that there are other types of regulation, <laughs> co-regulation, and that is also really important. And looking into your partner's eyes, getting a hug, uh, having a great therapist, um, uh, you know, gentle voice, tones, uh, kind eye contact, all of that is great co-regulation that can help our nervous systems as well. So there's self-regulation, there's co-regulation. So thanks for listening and um, look out for part two where we talk about the how-to and I give you a little guided audio version as well. Take care.